morning. Uh, praise the Lord. Thank you. Uh, that was so um, a great uh, introduction. But the most important introduction is that I'm born again. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I'm glad uh, to be here today. I want to appreciate the elders and the pastor for giving me the opportunity to share the word with us this morning. Uh, I, I come from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm born again, married to Josephine, as you said. The Lord has blessed us with uh, two tall and some boys like me. <laughs> and we thank the Lord for that. Uh, and also, uh, the Lord has also blessed us with another 23 children that we are taking care of. And we bless the Lord for that because uh, I, that is a responsibility that God has given us. I am a pastor with the Community Baptist Church in Nairobi. And by the grace of God, not by my power, but by the grace of God, I am the president of the Baptist Convention of Kenya. So this November I'll be hosting Guy and the team as they come for mission in Kenya. I have been here for a short time. I got in here on 12th, and I'll be here till 28th. And uh, I bless the Lord for Texas. I've enjoyed my time here. I've put the heart of the Cowboys. I have watched some football, as uh, I had when, when he was talking about the Pastors Appreciation Month. That did not tune in the mind of the members. What it tuned in the mind was the, the balls. Uh, and we thank God for that. So I bless the Lord for being here. I want us to share the word briefly um, from the book of Psalm. I, I call it Psalm. I don't know how you call it here. But my, my theology teacher taught me that I should not call it Psalms. I call it Psalm because uh, there is no S. So it's a silent. Yeah. So turn with me in the book of Psalm 85 or 85. That is where we are going to be able to get the word. Uh, this morning, I will try to to speak slowly because of my accent, so that you can pick something. I understand that uh, you know when when I could stay for some time, I could be Texian, but I'm still African a bit. <laughs> so I will try to pick, and also I think that our PowerPoint also will be giving us some points to take home. Uh, the Word of God reads, um, "Prayer that the Lord." Will restore uh, favor to the law. Uh, I mean, to the land. From verse number one, the word of God lead, Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sin. You have taken away all your wrath. You have turned from the fierceness of your anger. Restore us, O God of salvation. And cause your anger towards us to cease. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again? That your people may rejoice in you. Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Amen. Uh, this psalm that we've just read touches my soul because it is a psalm that was written by after the children of Israel had come out of exile 
in Babylon. And from verse number one, they are trying to remind themselves of all the favor that the Lord had been able to do to them. They were trying to see the great things that the Lord had been able to do upon their lives. But now when you turn to verse number three, going downwards, things like came to a point of change. It's like after the Lord had worked upon their lives, God had done a miracle upon their lives, Lord had walked together with them, Lord has given them salvation, then it reaches a point when like people turned away from God. And then the wrath of God like came again upon the people of Israel. Praise the Lord. And that is why today I want to talk about what I was calling revivers again, Lord. I know, friends, the journey of salvation is a long journey. It is not an easy walk. Each and every part of our journey, we rise up, we fall, we go up, we come down, praise the Lord, in the journey of life. Because as we walk on this earth, there are a lot of things that sometimes try to pull us. Like this writer of Psalm was remembering the great things that the Lord had done. And sometimes as human beings, we reach a point of forgetting some of the things that the Lord has been able to do. And that is why when you reach this point in verse number 6, it was kind of having a passionate kind of prayer, voicing it back to God and telling God that God, you have done it before. We were walking well. You were besides us. We were worshiping you. Like I saw the worship here was great. Let's appreciate this praise and worship team. It's like... Uh, it's like they have preached everything today. They did a great job. We were worshiping you. We were walking with you, Lord. But then it reached a point that it's like the dryness came. The, the things that these people used to do, they were not able to do again. And they felt like the presence of God had been able to leave them. Praise the Lord. So um, he was thinking back upon the history he was remembering how after Israel had given into sin after time, God had always provided a plan to bring them back to himself. With this thought in mind, he cries out to God and tells God that we'll though not be able to revive us again. Friends, looking at our own nation, looking at the world today, looking at the things that are happening around us, looking at our young children and young people, and the things that are happening, friends, things are not good. Things are not good. I don't know in the U.S., but I want to tell you, things are not good along this globe. Our nation, our world, is going through trespasses. The people of God that are called by God have gone what I call the spiritual important. The fires of devotion are burning low. The times and the, the, the time that people had prayer, the time that people had time to study the word of God is going low. The time that people are thirst to share about their faith with brothers and sisters is going low. Not only here, but I want to tell you, 
it is all over the globe. And that is why, as Christians, today we can be able to cry to the Lord. Remember, revival is a system of unusual divine visitation that results from the deep repentance. The revival means that we return to life, means that we rekindle the old fires. When you talk about revival, it's like rekindling the old fires, the things that we used to do. You know, if we give each and every an opportunity today to tell us about their walk with God, there was a time that you could never miss in the morning to give thanks to God. There was a time that you could never miss in a day to read a chapter of the Bible. There was a time that you could not miss to call a brother and tell a brother or a sister, God loves you. But the time sometimes has come today that we have reached a point where things have become no more. And that is how it was in the times of the children of Israel. And that is why the writer was crying for revival. But I want to say revival cannot be created by us. Revival is the extraordinary work of God. It is only God himself that can be able to bring it back. That is why the right of some, he never reigned to his people. He reigned to God because he knew that it is only God that could be able to bring revival. I desire for revival. I desire that I may go to my Sunday school faith. So I desire that I can go to the faith that I had when I received Christ as my personal Savior. Because that is the time I used to walk with him besides me all the time. Friends, revival can only be done by the work of God. The first thing I want to say about revival is that Revival requires prayer. Revival requires prayer. That is why the writer of Psalm was crying and saying, will thou not revive us again? He was praying, seeking God, and crying to God that God could be able to revive them again. He had a yearning for revival. He offered an honest and heartfelt plan for revival. Why? Because they were feeling they were in a desert, we call it the spiritual desert. They were in a place in themselves that they were seeing like they had been deserted of God. And he was praying that God, can't you remember us again? I pray this also be my prayer and your prayer today. That God may revive the fire in us again. The fire of sharing our faith. I know right now in the U.S. we have almost two, three things that are going to happen. Those that are not Christians are celebrating Halloween now. The Christians are waiting for the Thanksgiving where we are going to gather together with our families. It will be a time to have such kind of a prayer together with our families. Christmas is coming again. We are going to be able to gather with our families together. It will be a good time to be able to have such a prayer together with our families. Remember, revival will not come without what I call, um, without a desire for it. We cannot expect to enter, to enter into revival unless we desire that God may be able to revive us. We must seek God in prayer for revival. The book of Hosea, Hosea, I think I pronounced it well for you, the book of Hosea, chapter 12, chapter 10, 
verse 12 of the Bible say, So to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fellow, fellow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Praise the Lord. Seek the Lord. So you are self in his righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek God. The depth of our repentance will determine the depth of our revival. How you repent. How you accept. You know the writer of the psalm accepted that things are not working. The problem why sometimes God failed to revive us is that we never put ourselves in the mirror of God and accept the reality of the matter. But the writer accepted and said, Lord, will you not revive us again? We must seek the Lord earnestly until he provides for revival. The word of God that I love so much in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter number 7 and verse number 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then we lie here from heaven. And we forgive their sin. And we'll heal their land. We are the people of God. We are the ones that can be able to call for the revival. If you want the healing of our land. You know sometimes I've been. Uh, when, you walk in that, I've been when you walk in the streets. And you see some of the things that are happening. We need God to revive our land. We need God to heal our land. We need God to heal our churches. We need God to heal our families. But it's our responsibility to honestly seek it from God as the people of God. We are the people that need to be able to pray and go before God. We must come before God humbly in honest prayer with a clean heart because he has promised to help us if we meet his conditions. God has promised to help us. But the condition is that we must accept we must humble ourselves. We must agree with God that God, we need you. We must agree with God that God, without you, we cannot be able to make it to be what you want us to be. There must be an agreement. And that is why God is calling upon us. He has promised to help us if we meet the condition. Remember, as men, we can never bring revival. But if we seek it from God, God can send revival to our land. God can send revival to our families. Somebody said that revival delays because prayer decays. That is why revival delays. So we need to be able to honestly seek that. You know, sometimes as Christians, we see things happening. We look at things happening. But sometimes we wonder, how can we bring change? There are some change that we cannot bring by talking. But there are some changes that can only be brought by God when we honestly seek the face of God. Some say, number one, that revival requires prayer. Number two, revival restores passion. It brings passion. That is why the right is saying, we do not revive us again. It is sad to be revived again. There must be revival before. Like the psalmist remembered a time where the nation of Israel was committed to the Lord. A time when he was worshipped and the people served him. He longed to experience such a time again. May we long to experience our 
young faith. No, we were discussing with the guy this morning about some of the nations that are being reached newly with the gospel of Christ. You see a new passion, you see a new life, you see a new desire for a new faith, as opposed to some of our nations that have been reached before. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we are saying that it will be able to revive or to restore the passion. These men had tasted of what the world had to offer and found it lacking. He was passionate about receiving all that are to be offered only by God alone. That is why we are saying to revive means to live and live for spirits, to quicken, to restore. I want to be restored of the Lord. I want to be restored by my Father. I want my life to be able to be restored by God. There is no passion because people, people like passion today for the work of God. People uh, are reluctant for the things of God. Why? Because there is no passion inside us that ignites the fire of God within our lives. People don't share their faith with others. Why? Because there is no passion. But when God brings the revival upon our lives, there will be passion to share the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That today, many people, when you tell them about mission, you tell them about evangelism, they say, I feel like my faith is enough for me. Friends, we are born again to be agents of change. We are born again to be ambassadors of Christ. We are born again. We are living. We are born again. We are not going to heaven. We are here so that we can make others know about the love of Christ. You are not born again for yourself. You are born again for the benefit of your family. You are born again for the benefit of your community. You are born again for the benefit of the world because you are the ambassador of Christ that the Christ has left to reconcile the world back to God. But without passion, friends, we cannot be able to do this. That is why we need revival that will be able to bring passion back to us. The right in the book of Psalm 51 verse number 12 say, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Return unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy spirit. Friends, many of us, we have lost our joy of salvation. Many of us, we are walking, we are born again, but that joy is gone. Revival will bring back the joy of salvation. That wherever you walk, wherever you are, like the early church, wherever they were meeting in the market, wherever they are talking in the market, they shared their faith without any fear. They gave testimony to one another. But nowadays, many Christians are lacking testimony. I don't know in America, but in, in Africa also, many Christians do not have testimony. They meet Hi, hi, and that is all. That is not the will of God. The will of God is that we testify for one another. What is the Lord doing in your life? How has the Lord walked with you? What is the Lord teaching you in the week? What is the Lord doing upon your family? 
you need to share with a brother and a sister whenever you meet that there is what the Lord is doing upon my life. There is the word of God I've been reading from morning. There is what the Lord has been teaching me in the week. And there is what the Lord has been telling me about my family. So that is why we are saying when revival comes, what will happen is that our passion will be revived. Our passion will be restored. The joy of our salvation will be restored. Remember, any relationship suffer without passion. If you have a relationship, be it with your children, be it with your wife, it will suffer if you don't have the passion for it. And even with God, it will suffer. You know, I like, I like, uh, I like uh, Americans and, uh, and the football. <laughs> Kenya also, we have the soccer. I like the passion that you have for the football. I like the way that you follow it. Uh, recently, I put a jacket, I don't know, it's from California, uh, with a certain mark, and uh, I was going to a, an hotel with a brother who was telling me, it will force you to leave this home because uh, it might not be well in the hotel we are going. That is passion. Whatever that you love, you must have passion for it. Whatever that you love, be it your family, be it the church, you must have passion for it. But if the passion is gone, Friends, it will be like just an empty tin without anything in it. Praise the Lord. So revival will be able to give us or to be able uh, to bring the passion. True revival will renew the joy and restore your passion for the things of God. Number three, revival renews people. It brings renewal. And that's why we are saying, the, the, the writer is saying, we don't have to revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee. Renewal. And that is my prayer for all of us, that the Lord may renew our joy. The Lord may renew our passion. The Lord may renew us again so that we may be able to feel afresh for the Lord. I tell people, with God, you need to be fresh all the time. I hope you get my accent. <laughs> I'm a bit careful about the accent because, you know, uh, I'm still not caught up with the Texan accent. <laughs> so I'm saying that for you to rejoice in the Lord, you must be fresh every day with the Lord. Do you know why um, some people come to church and others are worshiping and are happy and others are like, oh, it's because people have lost that joy, they have lost that passion, they have lost that freshness with God. People that walk with God all the time, they have a desire to go for worship. They have a desire to go for fellowship. They have a desire to meet one another. They have a desire to go and meet with their brothers and sisters. So we are saying that true revival will touch all of us. Anytime that people receive help from the Lord, people will rejoice. People will be able to feel the presence of God in their midst. Remember, revival will be able to renew that faith, to renew that sense of agency of God, renew that commitment, renew that worship in our life. Revival will renew our love for the word of God, will make us to fall back to the love of God. Revival will make us to be able to be obedient to the ways of God. Each of us have the opportunity to make a positive contribution to the church, to the Lord, but we must be right with God. 
The book of Psalm 5:51 verse 10 said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. The heart of many problems, of, of, of many in problem is that the many of our hearts are full of many things. And that is why the writer of Psalm was crying that God may you be able to create in me a clean heart so that I can be able to have a right spirit within me. We need to be proud of being a member of the body of Christ. We need to be happy to be called the children of God. We need to rejoice to be the children of God. I like the book. I like the, the, the first church in the book of Acts chapter number 2 from verse number 42, verse 47. I'll be able to reflect that with us. The first church. And that is the church we need in 21st century. How was this church is? This church, the Bible say, from verse number 42, 47, they continued steadfastly in the apostle doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers. Number 43, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common, sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their, their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Why? Because there was a special renewal upon the lives of the people. They remained in the world. They remained in the fellowship. They shared their testimonies. They shared their belongings. They ate together. And the result was that many people or many number of people were being added to the church. And wonders and miracles were taking place. That is the church we need today. Amen? That is the church we desire. And remember, it starts with me and you. Because we are the people that are supposed to be able to catalyze that. Lastly, I want to say number four, that revival reveals purpose. don't know they pronounce it purpose, but I do call it purpose. Praise the Lord. That is why the writer said, with those who revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in you. The psalmist desired to rejoice in the Lord. He longed to praise God for his abundant blessing. He could do that personally, but he desired the people to rejoice in the Lord. There was a desire for God's people to offer praise unto the Lord. Our purpose as the people of God is to be able to rejoice in the Lord and to praise God. We are created for worship. We are created to be able to glorify God. We are created to be able to rejoice in the Lord. And when the revival comes, it will be able to bring back that purpose in our lives. Many of us, we have lost the purpose. I tell people that uh, this, purpose of, this purpose is supposed to not only be filled in the church, but even at home. I tell people that... Uh, if in our homes we can develop some hymn songs, singing at home, it brings the presence of God. It brings the peace of God. You know, uh, after, after a good meal, just having a hymn song and remembering the goodness of the Lord because our purpose is to be able to give glory, to worship God, and to praise the name of the Lord. That is our purpose. Now, when revival comes, it will take us back to our purpose. 
the writer realized that they had walked out of purpose because they were not now able in a position to be able to praise the Lord as it was desired. God, has, God wants us to be people of purpose. God wants a church that is a church of purpose. The desire of God is that people will recognize fellowship as a place of his presence. That the community should know that we as a congregation, we as a people, we are the people of God. That is the desire of God. True revival will reveal, reveal the purpose to us. The book of First Chronicles, chapter 16 and verse 29. The word of God say, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. God has put us here for a reason. We are here to lift his name. We are here to glorify his name. We are here to make him known. We are here to make, make people know about him. Praise the Lord. We need a move of God among us, friends. We need God to stir our hearts. We need God to turn us around. We need God to give us that young love of him in our hearts. We need God to restore and to revive for us his joy. We need God that he may be able to, to, to make us love, fall in love again with this word. Fall in love with this worship. Fall in love with his people. Fall in love with his mission. That is the desire of God. My prayer for us today, that the Lord may revive us again, may turn us around again. I've said four things. My homiletics teacher told me that uh, someone is three things. What are you going to say? Revive us again. What have I said? Revival needs or requires prayers. Revival restores the passion. Revival renews people, and revival reveals our purpose for God. May the Lord help you as you meditate upon this in this month, in this week, as you go over the week, go somewhere in your closet and just tell God that, Father, look unto me and see whether there is something that has been dead in my life that you can revive again, that I may walk together with you to the way that you decide. That is the desire of God for you. Maybe God sent me from Kenya to tell you that today because that is what the Lord told me to tell you. Amen? Amen. You know, some people wait for God to come. God will not come. He'll send somebody. I never knew that I'll be preaching here today. And when I was asked to preach and ask God, God, what do I tell your people? And tell me, tell them that they need to be revived again so that they fall in love with me again. May the Lord bless you, shall we pray. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity of sharing your word. You know the purpose and the reason that made me, Lord, my God, that you directed me into this text to be able to share with your people. I've told them that, Lord, our cry to you and my cry to you today is that, Lord, you may revive us again, that we may rejoice in your name. Father, I pray even upon my brothers and sisters that, King of glory, you'll minister to them, not of the language, but, Father, you have a better way that you can speak to them. May your name be glorified as they watch and wait upon you at all times. May the new thing, my Father, be injected again in our life. May that power, Lord, my Father, of transformation takes place in our life. May that love come again. May you fall in love with you again. The love of worship, 
the love of praise, the love of the study of the word, the love of prayer, the love of fellowship, the love of sharing the gospel and the truth of your love to the people of God. We thank you and we bless you for that opportunity of sharing your word. I thank you for the grace of sharing your word with your people. May your name be glorified in the name of the Father, the Son, and that of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, Pastor.